Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is the Fray podcast, brought to you by thefray.com, a place for women who want more from life. Today's podcast is a solo episode. It's just little old me sitting down and having a bit of a chat and a catch up with you. I feel like solo episodes have been a little far and few between lately as I've been more focused on guest podcasts and that's purely because I just don't have a lot to report personally and I've also been quite flat And I'll go into that a little bit to begin with because I have been feeling so, so tired and I put a lot of that tiredness down to just the mental load of, you know, personal stress and things like that. And then also the actual physical load of parenting two kids, running a business, everything like that. So I'd kind of been telling myself, well, of course you're tired. You've got a full plate. You're doing a lot. But it got to the point where I realized I was actually feeling comatose. And that's probably not a word I should use lightly, but it is the word that came to mind when I was describing how I was feeling to a doctor who I really, really trust. And I was saying to this doctor that I've just been feeling like after I do the school drop off or even on the days that I don't have the kids, I know the tasks I have to do and I will sit down and I will do them. But there's also a big part of me that could just sit down and stare at a wall. (laughs) Like I just was finding myself sitting on the stairs at home, just like staring into the distance with no energy, no enthusiasm. And that kind of internal soundtrack running that was telling me all of the things I needed to do. And I would get up and do them. But I felt really removed and really, really super, super, super low energy. And I think sometimes as a busy woman who is doing a lot of things and is caring for small humans, you kind of just get used to accepting that you don't feel great. And I've shared here that, you know, in the last couple of weeks, I've also connected with a nutritionist who you can hear from him in one of our episodes. I think it'll be about two or three episodes back by the time this podcast is live, but his name is Josh Wiggins. But I connected with Josh because in the process of elimination of going, you know what, why am I feeling so crappy? I realized I had to have someone who has professional knowledge and insight, have a look at kind of my daily intake and see where I'm going wrong or where I'm going right, just so I could kind of mentally cross that off. Because when you're not feeling great, there are so many different areas of life to really consider and look at. And I think the basic 
you know, the basic needs are essential to look at first and foremost. And I always say this, you know, rather than going for the superfoods powder, have a look at your diet first. And if your diet's great, then introduce those other things that can help to supplement and help support you. But don't be reaching for the magic pill if you've not looked at the basics. And the basics don't just include what you're eating. It includes whether or not you're hydrated. So many of us are walking around in a state of dehydration, which can add to that brain fog feeling. And then it's also sleep as well and social connections as well. And so many of us have gone through such a lonely, lonely time with this pandemic or, you know, the opposite of lonely of having too much company and not having any time for yourself. So overall wellness is so much more than just, you know, one table leg. I think wellness and health and vitality has so many more um, components to consider. And so as a process of elimination, I connected with a nutritionist. And as I shared in my chat with Josh, I was so surprised at how much food he he said I should be consuming because I was definitely, definitely under consuming. And you can listen to my chat with Josh where I talk with him about what I suspect I've done to my metabolism over the years and blah, blah, blah. But you can go and listen to that over there. But in connecting with Josh and going, okay, this is kind of the amount of volume roughly that I should be eating. I should be consuming for energy. And then following that for like six weeks and still feeling really, really average, I realized that I probably needed to go to the next thing on the list because it is a process of elimination. And I think this is where people get stuck or where people stop trying to get to the bottom of certain things because it can seem overwhelming and never ending. And so I then decided to have a blood test done with my doctor who I really, really trust because I had a blood test done a couple of months ago and the doctor just touched base with me. It was just a GP um, that's not my consistent doctor. And he said to me, look, you're within the normal range of everything. You're fine, basically, because I had wanted an iron infusion. And he said, no, no, you're fine. So this time around, I had a really, really thorough blood test done and all of my hormones checked and everything like that, because part of me was wondering, is there a thyroid issue happening? Because I've had thyroid issues in the past. Long story short, comes back that my iron is quite low. So there's a really broad marker of what's considered normal when it comes to your iron stores. And obviously I'm not a doctor, but mine is really low. So I have since had an iron infusion And the other thing that came back a bit low was my vitamin D, which I found interesting because, and again, I'm not a medical professional, but I just assumed because I'm outside pretty often and I feel like I get adequate sunlight, I I was surprised that my vitamin D levels are low. And so I wonder how much low vitamin D and very little iron has been playing into my mood and energy levels. So I went ahead and booked in for an iron infusion. I've had an iron infusion once in the past. It was about 18 months, two years ago. And I remember feeling markedly different after having it. It was almost instantaneous. So I remember that my sleep improved and that my heart felt like it stopped racing. So I just had my iron infusion yesterday. If you've never had one before, It's pretty much just being um, attached, having a drip put into your arm and then the iron goes directly into your body because I don't seem to absorb iron supplements. So taking, you know, 
a course of oral iron supplements doesn't seem to actually replenish my stores. And so there are a variety of reasons why someone might not absorb iron. My doctor also mentioned that sometimes gluten can interrupt the absorption of iron. But the reason I wanted to start the podcast with sharing this with you is it's just so important that if you are feeling exhausted all of the time, that you don't allow that to become your base level because it's not normal to feel completely shattered or to feel like you are comatose day in, day out. Something has to be off and it might be from a physiological level, like a deficiency, or it could be lack of connection, could be stress. It's likely a combination of a multitude of factors, which can be when it gets overwhelming, when you're looking down the barrel of trying to untangle what something could be. And then there's also that other layer of you just don't want to over pathologize. And I go through waves of that. I remember speaking about this when it came to having really, really bad um, bloating after my breast reduction and breast lift. And it just got to the point where I had to stop worrying about it because the more I worried about it, the worse it got. So there are times when it's like, you know what, draw a line in the sand and stop pathologizing things. But I also think you know within yourself if something is not adding up and if you're really honest with yourself and you cannot identify what it might be, such as you might be complaining about being tired, but you can identify that you stay up past midnight on your phone. You know, there's quite an obvious responsibility there to practice some self-care and self-parenting and look after yourself and get yourself into bed on time and get off devices. But if you're doing all of the in quotes, right things, and you're still feeling rubbish, I do encourage you to be your own advocate and explore what could be going on. I will keep you posted with how I feel after having the iron infusion and also the vitamin D supplements as well. And yeah, just fingers crossed, it gives me a bit more energy. Now, I did have someone message me on Instagram and say, you're talking about being tired, but you also exercise most days. And I can see where that would be frustrating. Listening to someone say, oh, I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted. The next minute they're sharing that they're doing a workout. Exercise for me is my anxiety management. It's one of the biggest tools in my mental health toolbox when it comes to looking after myself. And the more I understand about movement and also trauma and emotion in our bodies, the more I understand why I'm so driven to exercise pretty frequently. I think for me, it is that release. It's that cathartic movement of getting stuff up and out of your body. There's so much research to support the importance of actually physically moving to help move through negative emotions and process. I was listening to a podcast recently that had, I think his name's Andrew Huberman, I could be getting that wrong, um, on an interview. And he was talking about how important it is to understand that if you have something challenging happening for you, if you're in a stressful situation, actually going for a walk and moving physically forward is proven to help you feel like you are managing the stress. So there is... I mean, there are so many connections between how we physically move and use our energy and also our mental processing. And so for me, even when I'm exhausted, I will still get some form of exercise in. I'm probably also just a bit addicted to that dopamine hit, that endorphin rush 
that exercise provides me. Which is kind of a nice segue onto a form of exercise that I have just started doing again. So you might have seen on my Instagram stories, I've shared just a couple of slides saying that I'm doing a Tracy Anderson mat class or dance cardio. Um, So Tracy Anderson her whole philosophy I find really interesting. I was talking to my PT about this and I was saying parts of her philosophy make so much sense to me. And then other parts I'm like, "Hmm, I don't know, I'm not sure. But I remember doing Tracy Anderson workouts when the boys were babies or even before they were born. I can't be sure, but I had her DVDs. I had a set of three Tracy Anderson DVDs and I used to work out from home And the workouts were really tough. I remember specific workouts that included a chair. And when I say tough, like tough physically on your body, because a lot of her workouts are really focused on smaller accessory type muscles and also training to fatigue. So they're tough because you might be doing the same move for an extended period of time, like 50 or 60 reps of a certain exercise. And so over time, by the, by the time you get towards the end of doing 50 reps of something or however long, it's physically taxing on your body, which is where Tracy speaks about that's where you make change, but also mentally tough. Her workouts do provide or do inspire some degree of mental toughness, I think, because you really have to like be there for yourself and coach yourself through it because it would be very easy to stop particularly when the reps are high and you're like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. And it's like when you go on a really long run or when you do a marathon, you have to be your own biggest supporter and really mentally talk you through the workout. But I really, really enjoy them. And so I used to dance all the time. I grew up doing it. Um, I also swing between saying dance and dance. (laughs) So just forgive me if I swing between the two. Just depends on the day. But I was doing dance from a really, really young age. And it's something I've shared here that I've really, really missed doing. But of course, not being able to get to a class during COVID. I've tried different dance apps and there are some great apps out there. I think I've mentioned one here before. But the thing that I like about the dance cardio is you do feel that challenge of picking up the choreography, but it's more than just chore. It's an actual proper sweaty workout. And that's what I love. That gives me that dopamine hit. So for me, when I say I miss dance, it's not actually always about nailing specific choreography that some apps are designed to teach you a specific dance so that you can go and do it. But I like the workout component. So I've been leaning into the Tracy Anderson workouts and loving them. I feel addicted again to this style of training when you, and full transparency, I'm a paying customer. Like I've not been gifted access or anything like that to this platform, but I'm loving it, loving, loving, loving it. So when you go to the Tracy Anderson online studio, you have the option to do beginner, intermediate, advanced, and then they have electives as well, which that's where you can go into dance Corey or um, dance cardio and endurance bursts. But just the mat classes are so challenging and you're doing moves that you just wouldn't do otherwise and for me it's like this perfect combination of a hard intense workout you'll definitely break a sweat but also kind of pilates style movements because i typically find yoga and pilates to be too slow for me to really get that 
that buzz that I like, that adrenaline slash endorphin rush. So I've been doing those workouts, really enjoy them. They're probably not for everyone because as I said, it's training to fatigue certain muscles and it's challenging. But you could jump over to the Tracy Anderson website or her Instagram and have a look. The last thing I'll say on it that I really, really like is that she doesn't speak to you through the class. So for me, I have noticed that I really get into a flow state because um, like a proper flow state from what I understand involves a certain level of resistance and focus. So you need to be really engaged in the task. If it's too mindlessness, like if it's too easy, then your mind wanders. Whereas if there's some resistance and some challenge and you're really in it, that provides a good base level for a flow state then the music is great. And because she doesn't talk to you, I don't know, you're not getting lost in the dialogue. You're actually paying real attention to watching what's happening and then doing the moves. I think there is an option to watch like a class breakdown so you can learn each move in each segment and understand what's coming next. But I don't like that. And again, I was telling Libby that she's like, of course you don't, because you just want to dive straight in and figure it out on your own. And I'm like, yes, that is what I do. So that's a recommendation if you're looking for some sort of movement that you can do from home. I've been doing it on my TV just via logging in through the internet, but there is an app as well that you can use. And I think that they have, they do have a two week trial as well. If you want to give it a crack, if you do, if you try it, let me know what you think of it. I'd be really, really interested to hear. And I guess a segue from that is onto some exciting work things that have been happening for me in the in the back end here and perhaps why I've been a little quieter on social media because I've been really in the zone of trying to get on top of some work stuff because we are going to be launching the fray.com properly very, very soon. So that's exciting. And every time I say that, I get a massive smile on my face because I'm so proud of what we're creating over there. And then also with the KPC, I've, um, I'm putting in, in place some structure to really help, um, I guess, grow the KPC and give it back some more love. So that is exciting, but there's a lot to do, you know, behind the scenes. So it's keeping me busy. And I've been wondering whether or not I should look at co-working spaces because I'm finding it annoying working from home with such loud construction next door. But work feels like it's going really, really well right now. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen over the next six months and to be able to share more things with you. But when the fray.com is live, so many of you are going to love what we have to offer you. Now, speaking of love, I wanted to record this episode specifically to speak about this book that I have. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Just finished reading and it's one of the, like it's, it's a book that 
Now that I've finished reading it, I feel an impulse to go and buy 20 or 30 copies and distribute them to the people I love in my life or just have like a big stack of it. So if anyone ever comes over and it comes up in conversation, I can hand them the book because it's one of those books I wish, truly, I truly wish I had read this 10 years ago and every year or every six months since then. The book is called The Course of Love and it's written by British philosopher Elaine de Botton or Alan de Botton. And wow, I wish I'd read this book when I was married. That's probably the biggest endorsement I can give it as someone who is divorced. I wish, I wish I'd read this and really understood and sat with so many of the principles in this book whilst I was in a long term relationship. And that's what this book is about. So the course of love And, you know, I'm sure many of you listening are like, yeah, of course, Kylie, it's a Sunday Times bestseller. I've heard of this book. You're not the first person to read this book, but there will also likely be many of you that haven't read this. And I just want to shove it down your throat and say, go and read it. So the little blurb on the back says, what happens when true love meets real life? Meet Raba and Kirsten. Two people destined to cross paths, fall in love and get married, setting off together on the journey of life they both believe that all you need is love. Before long, they will learn that life has other ideas. So the thing that I like the most about this book is the way it's written. It has a romantic kind of novel in it where things definitely happen, you know, adversity pops up, but it's also just a very average, well-worn trope, like the well-worn trope of a long-term relationship of meeting, having those sparks, getting engaged, the intimacy that comes with that, the changes that occur when you become a family and then have long-term relationships and then go through other challenges outside of your relationship from work and health challenges and all of the stuff that just happens, the everyday nuances that all add up to impact this relationship that is so central to your well-being, this romantic partnership that so many of us find ourselves in or find ourselves longing for. And so it's the story of these two people that go through that journey, but it's broken up into their story. And then after parts of their story, it's the philosophy, it's the wisdom about what's going on. And that's why I think it's such a poignant book for anyone who's been in a long-term relationship, particularly a marriage or anyone who wants to be in one to read because you're reading stuff that's just so relative, but then you have this voice of reason that can kind of help you zoom out and point out what's going on and why it's going on and give you so much more empathy and understanding for just the human condition of how, you know, how faulty how faulty we all are in relationships. And so much of the content of this book is stuff that I've been aware of and I know, but it hits different when it's written in this narrative style. This is a book that will stay with me and it's one that I don't think I'll loan this copy out. I'll probably just buy people this copy because it's very highlightable. Like you'll come back to it, I think, and go, oh, yeah, That's what I need to remember. There are chapters about transference where Elaine or Alan, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. We'll go with Alan, where Alan speaks about, you know, the transference of 
childhood trauma and childhood beliefs and how we're putting that on our partner and we're expecting them to understand what's going on for us and why we're acting the way we are. But then it just makes it so much easier to really analyze or just be objective and go, oh yeah, of course, we all act like that at times and we all have this stuff going on below the surface and we're all transferring our own beliefs and our expectations onto this person that should be the most important person to us, but we're treating them poorly. And then it also talks about sulking and you know, for me, the word sulking and the way that Alan describes it is kind of a bit like stonewalling. And I just found it so, so interesting. So it talks you through different transgressions that might happen in a long-term relationship, what love really is. You know, the start of the book talks about how so many of us are really sold this idea of what love is. You know, we're sold that love is the initial limerence phase. I guess ultimately, I don't think that Alan uses that word, but I know John Gottman um, and his wife, Julie Gottman, use that word a lot where they speak about limerence, which is the beginning of a relationship. And so many of us associate love with that. But in this book, he really talks about love being something different, something much more like a much more grown up version. And I know some of you listening will be like, yeah, no brainer. And that's what I mean. There's a lot of stuff in this book that is like, knowledge that of course you know but the way it is explained is so impactful so that is my recommendation the course of love also google a talk that he has on youtube if you just type in why you will marry the wrong person elaine de botton a-l-a-i-n-d-e-b-o-t-t-o-n it will come up for you even if you just type why you will marry the wrong person it will probably be the first video that pops up and i've shared this in the fray community which is our free facebook page um and i shared that when we first started the page a little while back and i had really really positive responses and i wanted to be really clear in sharing it and saying Don't let the title of why you will marry the wrong person stop you from listening to this video because it's basically just saying we're all the wrong person. And the biggest takeaway from that video that has stuck with me is the importance of really giving your partner kind of a blueprint, giving your partner a user manual to who you are and what you need rather than I guess, falling into that, that potential resentment trap of expecting them to be the mind reader. So I love this. I wish I'd read this book sooner and I hope that you read it and I hope it's helpful for you. As always, if you enjoy that book, let me know. And speaking of letting me know, I have a couple of questions now that have come through via Instagram that I will answer. So I'll just randomly pick a few. The first one that's standing out is, what other Tracy Anderson method workouts like? So I've already addressed this and it just says, is it worth it? I've been tempted to buy. Look, it's only worth it if you're going to do it. Like anything, I would never say, oh yeah, sign up, sign up because only spend your hard earned money if you're going to do it. You can do the free week, um, the free two week trial, but it's, it's of course the normal, you know, when, when a company offers a free week, a free trial. You have to put your details in to get that. So just set a reminder in your phone to cancel it if you're not enjoying it or you really only just want to do it as a, as a trial. Alternatively, you could probably type Tracy Anderson workouts into YouTube and just get a taster for what the workouts are like. For me, it does feel worth the fee right now, but only if I'm continuing to do it because I know that I'll do a couple of these classes a week. If it was just 
like one class a week, then I would say no, it's probably not worth the price. But again, it just depends how much you'll get out of it. Um, have you done a podcast on parenting while dealing with grief and loss? Yes. So I would definitely recommend having a listen to my episode with Ash um, Ash Hornsby, also known as With Love Ash. Her episode is a couple a couple of back a couple of episodes back, and it's titled "I Will Never Be the Same Again." Just a bit of a trigger warning. That episode does start with Ash sharing a very, very personal and raw experience of losing her husband and the day that that happened. But our episode does go on to chat about how she lives with grief and she's very, very passionate about helping people to normalize conversations of grief, trauma and loss. She has a podcast as well called Flawed and Fabulous. So there are many, many episodes over there that might be helpful for you. So I also just wanted to say as well, to the listener who submitted this question I'm really really sorry because I can see the second part of your question there and I just yeah just want to reach through the phone and give you a big hug and say I'm sorry um I've got a lot of questions here about my iron infusion and that's just likely because I was sharing on stories yesterday that I was having it done I'm due to have one for the first time what's it like I am okay with needles and I am okay with a drip going in but I can't look at it because if I look at it, I get really, really squeamish at the thought of anything piercing my skin. So for me, I just face the other way and pretend I'm not there mentally out to lunch. Um, your doctor will talk you through all of the risks because some people do have an allergic reaction. You can also get staining of the skin. This is my second one and I haven't had any adverse reactions. My arm kind of feels a bit heavy today and it feels a little cold when it was going in. That, that would be the only thing I could say. Um, what's it like? You'll go in, you'll see your doctor, you'll have to get a script to get your iron injections. So you collect them yourself from the pharmacy, you take it in with you. Your doctor will put the drip or the cannula, whatever it's called, into whatever vein they choose, whether that's in your hand or your arm. I guess it could vary. And then they'll set up the bag and run it through your system. And I think it took about 30 minutes for me to have it done yesterday. But I felt fine afterwards. But of course, your healthcare provider will talk you through all of the risks and what to expect. <laughs> um, a question about dating. How was your date? Did it result in date two? I have been on dates. That's all I'll say here, I think. Um, but I'm saying it with a smile. So that's nice. Next up. Uh, there's a question that says asking your opinion is there such thing as too much help psychs clinics for both kids and adults yeah I think so and that's something I'm mindful of is the over pathologizing of certain things because you can become obsessive and go down so many rabbit holes and there are so many different modalities that you can explore and I think if you're getting fixated on something and that is it's it can be hard to work out but that's where I guess you have to rely on the people around you that know you best, but you also have to rely on the honest relationship that you have with yourself as to whether or not you are seeking an answer for something as a form of control or a form of distraction or to meet a different need versus actually having a proper concern. I don't know if that makes sense, but you know, a conversation I, I often have with one of my girlfriends who I think we are quite similar 
is we talk about how annoying we are to ourselves, you know, like how we just wish we could take our brains out of our head for a bit and have a bit of a break from the constant thinking. Some people just, you know, I don't know whether I overthink or I overfeel or what, because I just am who I am. But sometimes I do think, oh, I wish I wasn't so interested in finding out why I am the way I am. Like, you know, sometimes you just think I'd rather be ignorant to certain things and plot along. So, yeah, I do think that there is such thing as too much help and too much over-involvement. I don't know if that's specifically what your question's relating to because you also say clinics for both kids and adults. And I do think, you know, we're all so sensitive and we've all kind of swung back so far. I guess what I mean by that is, you know, 50 years ago it was all like don't cry, get up and get on with it. And now it's very much, if you're crying, that's okay. Why are you crying? What does it mean? How can I support you? And all of that stuff, which I think is really, really great. But I also can understand that sometimes it can feel a bit like too much sensitivity to certain things. But I think I'd rather too much sensitivity versus not enough. Maybe. Who knows? Again, I wish I could take my brain out of my head. Don't know if that's helpful. I remember someone asking me on Instagram to describe myself in three words and I said, I annoy myself. So there you have it. Um, a question that says, do you wish you had done anything differently in your marriage? I wish I'd read this book. <laughs> I wish I had read that book in a long-term relationship um, for sure. And of course, of course, there are certain things I would do differently. I, I I find it hard to, like, I could never say to you, oh, no, I don't regret a single thing. It's not like I have regrets, like massive regrets, but I do think if I was doing it again and when I do it again, if I ever do it again, I certainly have wisdom that I will take into the next relationship and I've only got that wisdom and those lessons because I've made mistakes. Um... Last question I'll answer is what is your favorite brand collab you've ever done? I loved, I loved the second PJ range that I did with Dish the most. The second one with the inky, like the really inky navy sleep shirt and the silky shorts. I loved that collection. I loved those shorts. The first collection, I loved the shorts as well, but they had that paper bag waist, which was cute, but I think I prefer the timeless just plain shorts, oversized shirt with the pocket, with the buttons in the silky fabric and also just the white linen set as well. Um, I'd say that would be my favorite collaboration to date. All right, so I will leave this episode here. I'm sorry it's not an overly exciting episode. As I said, I just don't have a great deal to report because it's very much head down, butt up for me at the moment. And I have just super super lent into the advice and guidance from Kirsten from the Light Path Collective when she said to me during my reading that this time in life right now for me is really about being a bit of a recluse and kind of cocooning myself and that feels like exactly what I need to be doing and where I need to be and these work meetings that I've had this week have really really lit me up and given me um, some real excitement and some purpose with work stuff and I just feel excited to be working that's all I want to do you know I was meant to have plans tonight and they got cancelled at the last minute well, not the last minute but they got cancelled today um and my first thought was cool I can get so much more work done 
and yeah, I'm just excited. I'm so excited to show you what we're doing with the fray. I really am. And I know I bang on about it a lot, but it's just, it's prioritizing a lot of my brain space right now. But anyway, I appreciate you listening to the fray podcast it means a lot to me if you're not listening to the kind parenting company podcast jump over there and have a listen lots of great episodes going up there with jackie um and this week i'm interviewing some other guests that will be over on the kpc and i've secured some massive guests for the fray like big name guests as well so lots of great interviews coming for you i'm always trying to create episodes that i think will be helpful and yeah I just, I'm grateful that you've taken the time to listen to this episode today. If you're not yet subscribed, please do hit subscribe and let me know what you're up to while you're listening to this episode. If you're, I don't know, driving to work, maybe don't, (laughs) don't let me know if you're driving, but if you're out on a walk, show me your view. What are you up to? If you're cleaning the house, if you're folding laundry, whatever it is, I'm always so interested and it feels nice to know that I'm keeping you company somewhere in the world. So thank you. And I will chat with you really, really soon. This is what I want. This is what I need. If you don't have to go, I can set you free. Are you going to make a move? Are you going to come and see? Whatever you want to do, you know what's cool with me. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.